0: This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.
1: Uh, Not just being an underdog, but the business, business side of it, uh, or the mental side of it, uh, of recognizing that it's a business is that you have to perform at your best when you know, one, that it might not be enough and you might be gone the next day. Uh, or later that day, whether, you know, on any given day. And so performing at a high level, recognizing that and the stress associated with that is something that a lot of people find, you know, you explain that to someone who might work on Wall Street or have a traditional nine to five. It's like,
0: what? You can be fired whenever? They can just let you go? Think about this for a second. What happens when you get to the top of your pro athlete career only to wonder, am I ready for what's next? Josh Martin linebacker of the New York Jets with six pro seasons behind him is coming off his best year yet. But sideline by not only one, but two concussions that landed him on the injured reserve list for the rest of the season. This scary time has forced this season pro athlete to accelerate the thought process about life and what it's going to look like outside of football. Coming up, you'll hear how Josh realized how much business planning and team building he had to do, how unprepared he was for the change in culture necessary to achieve well-rounded success, and how he sought out a more efficient, diverse business and management team in order to be ready for the next chapter, even if it's years from now. Plus, the need for players to focus on social media presence, and get this, he's even got a surprising musical side champion yeah i it it i am winning, i it off i'm dale moss and this is the game plan thank you for uh, for swinging in the studio josh thanks for having me dale man i got a call from you uh, a few weeks
1: ago I haven't, I haven't you know we met for the first time earlier this year new york fashion week and uh, I was excited to get a phone call from you, man. I see you doing some big Bro, things. I'm following know. you on the gram. You know, you're all over the place.
0: It's a, it's like uh, I think there's one thing, and you know, like through sports and 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 everything, people people are busy, but uh, you know, you make the relationships and form them in the right way. They're definitely lasting. So um, yeah, thank you again, man. And obviously, uh, you know all about the podcast, and um, you know, we definitely want to dive into some of the some of the things you're doing outside of football. Um, obviously, coming into this season, uh, you were coming off one of your better uh, better seasons last year, and this has been kind of a tough season with uh, being on IR and you know having a concussion, which can sometimes be one of the most difficult times for players, you know. But how have you taken this time and flipped it into a positive uh, outside of the football field? Yeah, I, I can say, you
1: know, just the reality of football there's over 100% injury rate in the NFL.
0: It's it's documented. That's and one of the first things you I know, always that, tell you. When,
1: you. when you're going to be an NFL player or a football player at any level, that's just a part of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you find that you learn how to deal with it. Yeah. You learn how to deal with injuries. You know, They take you out of the game. You do your recovery. Definitely. Uh, you know, then you get to this point in the NFL. This was my sixth year. The stakes are a lot higher than they were mm-hmm. in Pop Warner or high school, and uh, you know you get knocked out of the game, placed on IR. Mm-hmm. Not much you can do in terms of football. You know you can do all the recovery and the exercises and the training. You know, yeah. Uh, but what 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 is there to do next?
0: Yeah. Well, and it, it's a little bit different different aspect, and obviously not getting into too many details on on anything uh, from the injury. But when you talk about something uh you know as far as like an acl or mcl you know it's a different process and a different um rehabilitation if you will uh, as far as something you know uh with a concussion or in this circumstance but you know what are some of the things uh from a business standpoint or a passion standpoint that you're doing that you feel have really helped you or you've been able to explore with this time yeah so i have gotten some
1: free time and, and even this past year uh year and a half You know, you get to a certain point in your career, uh, and I recognize that I didn't have any balance. Mm -hmm. It was all football, nothing else. Uh, Everything I had was invested into football. Uh, And that's that's not healthy. That's not smart. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I'm not really into financial analogies, but diversification is is important. Diversify (laughs) your (laughs) bonds. I'm pulling a Chappelle show.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 So I'm I'm trying to (laughs) diversify my... uh, my life portfolio uh this past year and a half and and re explore, re engage in some of the interests that I've had uh my entire life. And yeah. one of those interests has been music. My, I played musical instruments growing up, uh was something that was really important to me. Yeah. There was a point in time where I would skip football practice or basketball practice to go to a band rehearsal. Okay. And is uh it, so Is that
0: something that a lot of people know about? Is that No, that's your... not you know, I've I've uh, mentioned it what was a, the a instrument of the choice
1: so my instrument of choice when I first started out was the alto saxophone. Okay, and then I ended up playing uh, the trombone. Uh, that's that's a story, man. So I, it was me and this one girl. We're at Campus Middle School, and uh, this is what Greenwood Village, in uh, a suburb outside of Denver. Campus Middle School band alto sax. We're going back and forth, first and second chair, mm-hmm. sixth and seventh grade. Uh, eighth grade was like the big year in band in middle school Okay, because in eighth grade <laughs> they had the jazz band and you could only play in the jazz band when you were in eighth grade all right and so end of seventh grade we have the auditions to get into the jazz did band.
0: you play all the way through high school and everything you... I, I
1: did i did i played the, through high school oh uh,
0: i because that's like the, the the thing that um you know it's like the sports team and then the band team and it's like that disconnect yeah. and i'm not saying that was right but no no for sure i like, got
1: I played through high school. Uh, I ended up switching instruments though with the trombone as a result of a uh, sloppy audition and, and just, I was flustered and yeah. ended up uh, changing instruments because there's no way I could be uh, second chair or you know whatever, you but know, the competitive spirit in me. That seems like exactly accept. what yeah. you
0: said, the competitive spirit and like uh, something outside of sports, which you know, again, a lot of times consumes, can, can consume your life. But that balance is is so crucial. Um so so with like uh you know, after high school and, and you know, with this time, how are you getting how are you, how are you involved more in the music space?
1: Yeah, so uh played music in high school, uh middle school growing up. Uh, something I got away from is football got more serious. <sighs> mm-hmm. Recently uh made a relationship with a board member at Harlem School of the Arts, okay. uh, Michelle Pfizer. Uh, an introduction was made to us uh, through another mutual connection, uh, whose name was Liz Mann. Okay. Who's, uh, my understanding is that she's really active in a nonprofit space. Not that it's necessarily relevant to this conversation, but <laughs> shout out to Liz Mann for making the connection. Shout out to uh, my former assistant Daniel Griffin for making the connection to Liz Mann. We, we got a shout out. Got hey, hey, a shout out everyone. You know, it's, it's a team. It's a team effort. It uh, is. It I really know that is, uh, you know everyone in your life has an impact on you one way or another. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are the people that helped me get in touch with HSA. And I took a tour of the organization. Uh, I was really impressed. Yeah. I had no, no one knows except there. It's a huge 40,000 square foot facility, dance studios, uh, music band rehearsal rooms. They got a graphic studio, mm-hmm. art studio. Uh, they have a little bit of everything up there, yeah. all, all the arcs. They have all the bases covered. And I thought that is important to you know, spread awareness of this organization and all the cool work that they're doing. And I could use my access and profile as a professional athlete in the city Mm -hmm. to help uh, spread the
0: message about HSA. And, and, and I think everything I always, I would always, I grew up with the saying or that, that my dad would always say it's, you know, it's, it's about the purpose, not the purchase or, you know, essentially everything that you do in life, it's a platform, but what are you use? uh, You know, what are you doing with that platform to make a difference in other people's lives or like, what are you passionate about? You know, so obviously you have this personal connection with the music space, and then you come in. and How long exactly have you been working with them?
1: Uh, I signed on to the board. I was voted onto the board uh, earlier this year. It's been about six, seven months. Oh, I so think.
0: this is new. And you this talk new, about yeah. um, you know just the things and uh, coming into your life, and now really being able to focus. Um, you know, so when when you were playing at your highest level, you know, what do you feel was going on outside of the field or off the field that allowed you to have success on the field? Uh you know, when I
1: it's tough. This year I I was the best I've ever felt and it's a, it's a bummer, man. You know, yeah. this was my best play was this year. <laughs> uh I'm still playing my best but I, I think when I recognized that that balance was important to me mm-hmm. that's when my performance in my opinion uh you know in- improved yeah. you know, the most
0: well and, and you talk about mental health you talk about burnout you talk about just anxiety and a lot of people are coming out about it and we're we're in a space with sports where it's what have you done for me lately the media fuels a lot of these things, but the outside world doesn't always understand the culture in the ecosystem that is inside of a locker room. So everyone's definitely looking for balance, but you also have to deal with so many of the stresses of a sport that you love that, you know, takes care of you and your family, but there's a business aspect to it, which is, you know, what a lot of people don't understand, you know, coming into the league, what was one of the most challenging business aspects that you you had to learn or accept? I'm sure you've experienced this as an undrafted free agent. But mm-hmm. When
1: you come into the league undrafted uh, or low round draft pick, you learn very quickly that you have more to prove. Just you know from the get go. Yeah, uh, and there's you, there's no
0: way around it. There's no way and around like it. People will say like. That's that's it's the business fact. side. The, the, business the people
1: side. Uh, they pay the money to. Uh, God bless them. You know, good for them. They don't have it as it's, I can't say they don't have it as as difficult as undrafted guys do or, or guys who are grinding from the bottom. Because uh, they just become different just responsibilities, a different scenario. A different yeah. scenario. Uh, but that, that's you kind of the underdog from mm-hmm. the get go, and yeah. you have to prove your worth. They don't accept your worth. You know, mm-hmm. they they try to tell you your worth. And, uh, you have to work against that and and people constantly downing you and, you know, you build relationships and you get people on your side slowly Mm -hmm. as you show what you can do. And, uh, it's just,
0: it's just like, it's a, it's a process. It's a
1: process. And, And not only that, I'd say, uh, not just being an underdog, but the business, business side of it, uh, or the mental side of it of recognizing that it's a business is that you have to perform at your best. When you know one that it might not be enough, and you might be gone the next mm-hmm. day, uh, or later that day, yeah, uh, whether you know on any given day, mm-hmm. and so performing at a high level, recognizing that and the stress associated with that, yeah, is something that a lot of people find, you know, you explain that to someone who might work on Wall Street or have a traditional nine to five. It's like what? You can be fired whenever they can just let you go.
0: Yeah, that, that's like <laughs> the biggest misconception, yeah. you know, with with the way that football is structured and in sports in general. But football is a unique uh, platform, and this is something that we all know. Obviously, getting into it, um, and it's our passion, it's our love, and the platform of sports and the platform of the NFL is undeniable. It's you know, it's amazing, but it, it's definitely a difficult scenario when people are looking at sport as a form of entertainment and then you have it as like this is my livelihood this is my body and then you have relationships built within that that you know you're not always in control of so offense and defense for example like you know this just as well as I do you have a division with two parts of a team and then that's broken into don't forget special teams special teams yeah don't forget special teams uh (laughs) yeah so it's special teams And then that's broken into different divisions. So I was having a conversation with a friend the other day, and they were asking me about relationships with some of the players, um, you know, that I previously played with. And I have great relationships, but there's also some players that I played with for an extended period of time. And we definitely had that respect, but we didn't really know each other. And we were in the locker rooms, you know, quite frequently. And it, it, it took a while to break down those barriers or to maybe just get comfortable opening up more. Because people are changing all the time. Yeah, that's that's
1: real tough. Uh, you know, a lot of the guys that I came into the league with mm-hmm. uh, in the Kansas City aren't in the league anymore. Yeah, uh, I think maybe two of the guys in that draft class that are still playing on that team, Yeah, Eric Fisher, Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of anyone else, to yeah. be honest.
0: Uh, well, and, and, and when they talk about it, too, like injury rate's 100%. Um, there's different turnover with teams and a lot of it, you know, situation getting in at the right time, staying healthy. There's a lot of variables and I don't think, you know, and I, I see this conversation happening more and more and maybe it's because of social media. Maybe it's also just because people are realizing that you can do multiple things and have a ton of success, players or brands, right? And then you can utilize while you're playing, but there's a brand beyond sports and guys are doing so much more now than ever. And they're still playing at a very, very high level. But I think the key is the team that they build. Because I know when I, I when I was coming up, my sports agency only really understood one thing. And the game and the marketing space has changed completely. So um, how has, you know, when building a team uh, in new agencies and management, what have you looked for you yeah, know when it's signing it's on it's with funny, new... it's funny
1: you mention that man cuz i i uh i had an agent uh that this so i, I signed with VaynerSports sports
0: okay. like, earlier and this they're, year and they are they're pushing i mean hey, they're, man, doing, they're doing Gary his brother
1: aj man they ha- they have uh they have a good thing going and i'm glad to be a part of it mm-hmm. um, and that's something that i found that i was seeking in my my previous uh, relationship and it wasn't something that they were really equipped to offer understanding that football doesn't last forever yeah and uh as unfortunate as it is when you're done playing you don't necessarily matter as much Mm -hmm. in, in, in everyone else's eyes in the general public's eyes as an entertainer because you're not in that same space yeah uh in the same way i should say so the team around me uh i can say that Vayner has been excellent. I I went out and, and invested in, in hiring someone to help with scheduling mm-hmm. uh, through an assistant agency. And, and uh, this agency, uh, you know, there's been some ups and downs, but we've. I think I wouldn't have been able to. I know that I wouldn't have been able to do everything that I've done yeah. over this past year and a half without their help.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and also, uh, you know, I think, again, as you build a team and you build a trust and people understand the direction that you want to go, and they have the resources because obviously a season is grueling. Um, it takes a lot of time that you're focused, but the off season as well. I think I believe football has the longest off season, which your body has to recover. It's understandable, but having things positioned or a team that understands the direction you're going can position so many things for you where you can still focus and you have you know the wheels in motion um, when when the season ends. For
1: sure. Yeah, no, that's that's a big part of it, and something that I always focus on. Uh, not necessarily when the season ends, but planning the off season, mm-hmm. working in the off season. So when you have that attention, that TV time during the season, then you can execute the plan with all the hard work that you've done in the off season. Yep. So not even just you know that applies twofold to mm-hmm. your training, your performance on the field. Yeah. Then also you know maybe you're creating content, or you're working with an organization and want to you know increase their publicity. So you're yep. making plays on the field. You have an opportunity to spread that message in an interview. Hey, yep. you do anything cool? Yeah, I'm working with HSA. I'm working with Project Rousseau. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a vlog going. You know, I'm trying to do a podcast, you know, XYZ, you know, here's my tags, you know, yeah. follow me. You know, that? <laughs> yeah. plug, you gotta you gotta have the plug. So uh I think it's it's important to build a team, but I, I, I can say the most important team that I've probably built uh is my financial team hundred percent talk about my and they're part of my greater team, but financial advisor, accountant, Mm -hmm. uh, attorney. uh, When I look to find someone to be on my team, I try to think, what have I done
0: to maintain my job on a team?
1: Yeah, Uh, it's about going above and beyond. The and who fits
0: that, mo- like who's going to, because everyone's got to keep each other accountable. It's no different than, than a locker room setting. And there's got to be some people who are going to challenge you and tell you, you know, if you're right, wrong, you know, sometimes I'm slipping some days and yeah. I need to be picked up.
1: Absolutely. There's there's people that will challenge you. And I think it's important to be able to challenge the people on your team. You know, hey, this this financial advisor, I, I take phone calls all the time. Yep. This financial advisor is doing this. He says, this is better than what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, What do you think? You know, I bring that to my financial advisor and I have my accountant and they're, you know, they're separate. I, yeah. I, I like to use references, but I also like to limit personal relationships between team members to be able to leverage the expertise against the other.
0: Yeah, when like, it, when when it's business and then some of the things don't, um you know, don't always align. And it, it's good to have that separation. I think in any relationship, there's boundaries, uh, there's certain divisions depending on the space. So we definitely want to dive into that team building aspect, but also the strategy and how putting a team together like that is helping you position yourself for so many things that are coming up uh, beyond this season. So coming up, we'll zoom out a bit and you'll hear how the fast pace of change in the football industry has impacted Josh's outlook on his career and his business future in time off the field. Here's what I want you to do. Check out all the episodes of the game plan at my website, officialdalemoss.com. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and wherever the best podcasts are found. The NFL has changed drastically in the last five to six years. So how is witnessing this change Affected your outlook for the future in your career?
1: Yeah, I think the idea of, of every player being his own brand mm-hmm. uh, has, has really changed the way players approach their time spent off the field.
0: And that's that's something that was never even in the conversation. I remember back in 2011, 2012, like I wasn't even on Instagram. Or I had it, but I didn't even focus on it. It wasn't a it. tool. It
1: wasn't a business no, platform. It, was, it wasn't something you were thinking, oh, I need to build this up. Mm-hmm. So you know, when I transition out of the NFL, I have X, Y, and Z to fall back on. Yeah. yeah.
0: And now that, the, I mean, those are platforms. When you talk about positioning yourself and giving your fan base and your audience pieces of what you want to do while you're currently playing, or you can kind of test that out. Social media has become a great platform for that. But at the same time, uh, some people, if not used properly, it's it's been detrimental to their careers as well.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, probably advise against sliding into DMs, <laughs> uh, sending uh, suggestive pictures. Uh, but I, I think when you go about it strategically, uh, like you said, you know, thinking about the future thinking about how you can build something to Mm -hmm. use post-career or throughout your career, uh, playing career, Uh, however long it may last, hopefully forever, but, you
0: know, reality is a thing. So how is recognizing players as a brand, um, obviously you have the NFL, you have the Jets organization, and then you have your own brand and identity, not only within team structure, but in your world. So how has that played a role in... The people you've positioned around you in your team this is my team off the field not my team. off the field yes yeah. here uh, yep so how how has uh the grow the emergence of players as their own unique brand positioned your team off the field yeah so I can say
1: listen i I know I'm not going to play forever you know hopefully I can play a few more years uh I feel comfortable saying that. You have to plan for the future, right? So you associate yourself with people with the means mm-hmm. and the knowledge, the expertise to help you do that. Yep. So I did that by, you know, I had to walk away from my longtime agent. I had him my entire career. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did really, really good by me, a family friend, great guy. Uh, but I had to make the decision that was best for me with the understanding that there's more to life than football.
0: Was and, Was that – was that a very difficult decision? Because you were, yeah,
1: it was. It was a difficult decision because I know that without his guidance, I wouldn't have had the success that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, you know, he still gets paid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't uh, stiff him on like on the yeah. paycheck. Um, well, I
0: think like sports is a perfect example of as the years go, but in life, people have to grow with you. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're right or wrong. Sometimes you're growing in different directions, but this is a common thing. Agents in the sports space, agents in the modeling world, agents in the acting space with the, how fast industries have changed. The ones who, you know, were right on the, on the curve, if they weren't already ahead of it, they're behind now. And I think that's, you know, what you mentioned even with Vayner, Vayner sports. Um, and, You know, I know that's a direction that probably swayed you. So touch base on that, too. Yeah. So I I knew that this marketing, this idea of
1: brand uh, and building a brand and and leveraging that brand, you know, for relationships, Mm -hmm. personal income, whatever it may be, influence uh, was important. And that's something that I needed to do. And so why not find someone who not only has the expertise as an agent, but also has the expertise in marketing mm-hmm. and staying ahead of the curve. You know, who? not many people have a better track record yeah. than, than Gary and AJ and what they've been able to accomplish at mm-hmm. Vayner Media, uh and now what they're doing at Vayner Sports. So it's it's when looking and building for my team, you know, long-term, what's the plan long-term? You have to understand that there are going to be changes, understand that, you know, they're going to be surprise changes. Uh, you know, obviously it's, it's trending towards, you know, I, I think – I'm getting off topic here. I'm not really. Uh...
0: No, we'll 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 phrase it. So you talk about, um, you know, just uh, we're going to go into this with a little bit of strategy because I think that's one thing that um, there's so many similarities. You look at sports, you look at building this team in the business space, like. There's a lot of similarities. The NFL in itself is, is pretty much, it, it's a corporate culture, right? It's, it's set up in a corporation standpoint. But as you're leaving the sports space, I think too many times people fall victim to saying, oh, I'm going to figure it out. You know, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And I think when you have that guidance, you're,
1: you're protected by the shield of the NFL. Yeah. There, there's so much that they offer to you mm-hmm. when you're in the locker room. Uh, you know they have all the player engagement boot camps in the off season. I take yep. advantage of those. uh you have the doctors, you don't have to go to a doctor's office. You don't have to deal with insurance uh, there's so many things that you don't have to do. You don't have to make food they they feed you they they do your laundry they really? do everything for you and then
0: you you get out there and it's like oh even know. the yeah even the day to day there's there's a lot of those barriers. I know like when I was transitioning out like um some of the most common things, and this is a this is a common correlation uh, that you'll get is people coming back from war, veterans, and they they always correlate it a lot of times to PTSD or players transitioning out of sports as well, because you've known something your entire life, and even just the day-to-day norms it's hard to transition back into training at a specific facility you know even when it talks about finance which you you really work closely to get on on track I with I think a
1: big part of it is you're used to being told what to do you have this regimented schedule mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't necessarily uh equate football to the traumas that veterans face
0: yeah uh, yep.
1: but I think that regimented schedule being the told regiment, to, yep. what to do when to do it how to do it without really asking why, in some cases, Mm -hmm. uh, you get into a position where, hey, I'll figure it out, you know, and you retire 10 years, 12 years, however long your career is, and you know, hopefully you saved your money. Uh, I find that as players get older, the longer you last, the smarter you become with your money, and the Mm -hmm. reality of, you know, at that point, you've made some money, Uh, and the reality of the fact that your body is aching in ways that it didn't before, you yeah. recognize that you're not going to be able to play forever.
0: It, it, it's, it's changed. They talk, you know, even like 30, people talk about 30 in life as like, oh, this is my prime. Whereas in sports, I'm not saying it's not people's primes, but that's when they start talking in a different way. Like athletes are getting younger, faster, stronger. Um, yeah, 30
1: is not a good thing as a professional <laughs> athlete.
0: You don't want to hit that three zero. Yeah, but I mean, the, uh, one of the big things is just, being more mindful and understanding how to take care of your body, you know, better. Uh, professionals train like professionals. Professionals, the guys who are in the league and continue to play, they are pros and there's a reason for that. What are, what are some of the things that you've picked up from veterans in the locker room that you feel are vital to having yeah. an, a long career? That,
1: that's the first thing I did and something I'd recommend to really anyone entering any organization – uh, at any level going to the people that have done it for a long time, you know, if they're open to it, not all of them will be, but yeah. those that are, you know, they'll offer their tokens of wisdom.
0: I feel, I feel like, you know, from my experience, if, if they believe, you know, the purpose in, you know, they're open. They want to teach the young yeah. bucks. I was with Donald driver, my rookie year. Okay. And they kept him one. And uh, it was Donald's last year and in green Bay, He was obviously he wanted to keep playing and he still had, you know, a a solid year, but he made such a difference and an impact for the team and the young guys on the team. And it was a new role. But I think at a certain point, depending on where people are at in their career, they welcome that, you know. Yeah, I
1: think uh, it it does depend. You know, you're not going to ask a second year player, third year player. They're they're still trying to figure things out. Uh, They don't have their security in the same sense as a 10-year player would. What's, uh,
0: what's some of the best advice you received from a veteran when you came in uh, to the to the NFL?
1: You know, I asked these veterans, how did you play for so long? You know, hey,
0: I, I get massages twice a week.
1: Hey, I, I see this acupuncturist. Hey, uh, this ART guy that I know, he's done mm-hmm. really good. You know, he gets the joints moving well. And uh, really it was the advice they gave uh, and the advice that I sought was about physical recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can I do to make my body last? As long as possible, they don't. They don't necessarily talk about the mental aspect as much.
0: Do you feel that that's something that is uh, becoming a more of a topic of conversation in locker rooms and with organizations?
1: Absolutely, I, I think you know you have the unfortunate incidents that have occurred uh, over the past ten years. Guys committing suicide, and yeah, and uh, I think it gets puts it in the spotlight, and mm-hmm. you have to address it. Uh Playing professional football in the NFL is a stressful job. Uh, there is brain trauma, there is emotional trauma, there is a lot of mental stress associated with it, and everyone deals with that differently. Uh, and I think it's important to equip the players and, and everyone involved with the, the tools and the resources to be able to address those things. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, In I- football, is, it's one of those things uh, that's changed. So what we knew when we were younger uh, you talk about how how things have advanced over a period of time. The conversation around the sport is is definitely different, but there is no denying. Uh, you know, I I grew up a, an avid sports fan, football fan. Um, the sports culture, the the love around the game is there. I believe it's stronger than ever. You know, I think there is just different things that come up today in the media. People are just becoming more aware, I think, of their own bodies. And again, as the marketing strategy and the different opportunities with players as brands, I think people are talking about it or seeing other other avenues. You bring up a a great point, Josh, uh, the importance of team building, but how as you develop in your career, it's never really done. You want to surround yourself with people who are experts in your field or in their field. So Football has been your passion and you've played at the highest level and you're going to continue to play at the highest level. But in the business aspect, now it's finding people who can handle the areas and fill the needs that you're not specialized in. So we'll get back to that after the break. I want to know who you'd like to see on The Game Plan. Hit me up on Instagram at DaleMoss13 or at TheGamePlanPodcast.com and let us know. And if your suggestion makes it on, I'll give you a shout out on the show. We're talking about the team building aspect and how it's never really done. It's constantly evolving. You're constantly looking for people to 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 fill the need of spaces that you're not necessarily an expert in. So take us through, you know, that process. What what does it mean to have a complete team? What does that look like for Josh Martin? Yeah, so I can say
1: the first member of my team would probably be my agent, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Then I think, uh, I'm probably going to make some cash. Hopefully, I play a while, uh, long enough to save some serious cash. I should probably have someone to help me manage this. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I find a financial advisor. And then uh, they mention, hey, uh, you know you have to pay taxes in every state that you play in? Yeah uh you do okay so who 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 does that fi- well, you, you need and the count
0: every finance guy and this is uh you know they're not all specialized I went through a scenario with one of my finance guys when I was playing and he's he was working with numerous athletes on our team and they're like from a referral it's like hey this guy's good he's got my taxes bro this this dude Butchered. it's so
1: predatory man they they work off of references Butchered. and that's why I don't I can't say I had I've had a similar experience, but you don't necessarily find the best person through references. Yeah. So I think it's really important. You know, I talk about building my team. Hey, I need an accountant. I'm just not signing any accountant. But you gotta I'm not finding any financial advisor. Uh I need to educate myself because in reality, I'm building Josh Martin brand. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm the CEO of Josh Martin Incorporated. It's my it's my name. Mm-hmm. I have to do the diligence on my side because I I'm gonna have the best interest in myself. You know, and you should have your best interest in mind. When when did you start
0: looking at yourself as a brand? It's funny
1: you mentioned that, man. So I, I uh I had my agent, uh that I parted ways with, he put me in touch with the financial advisor who put me in touch with an accountant. Oh uh, hey, this accountant he he did my taxes, I got a nice return. Uh But wait a second. This is before this new tax plan with all the when they eliminated the the limits on deductions at Mm -hmm. the state and uh, local levels or federal levels. I have these itemized deductions. You know, I can I can deduct my travel to when I train.
0: You're a business. And it's
1: like, uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Shouldn't my accountant have helped me understand my tax liabilities and Mm -hmm. how to mitigate, you know, the, the different obstacles? So I go back to my financial advisor at the time. Hey, do you have another accountant? This guy, you know, I haven't heard from him. Like, I like to learn about what is going on. Like, what yeah. are you doing for me? And why do I need you? If I'm paying you for this, what can be done? Like, how can I hold you accountable? How can I hold you to a higher standard? Uh, and that's, that was my first experience of that. He introduced me to a new accountant. This so would get back to your your uh, question. This accountant, Stephen Goldstein, based in New York at Grassy & Co., a good friend of mine now. He's the one that instilled this idea of this athlete CEO. Yeah. Uh yeah. I am the CEO of Josh, Josh Martin, Martin Incorporated. Incorporated. Uh everything that I do either increases the value or decreases the value mm-hmm. of my brand. Of- and that
0: that's that's how you you have to look at it. And that's how it, from the sports space, there's not enough athletes who I think are taking that true to consideration. They see themselves as a brand, but even looking beyond it as a business, you know, financially and security. And how do you elevate it? How do you get ROI? So what's the investment What you're putting in and taking out?
1: Absolutely. So when you, when you look at building a team, when I look at building my team Uh, Who's adding value to Mm -hmm. my brand, to my company, to my business? And how can I hold them to a higher standard? Do I know what they're doing for me and why they're doing it and how Mm -hmm. they're doing it? Uh, You know, I'm not a marketing expert, but I know that if you're, you know, doing marketing for me and you're not using hashtags on Instagram, you know you're probably doing something wrong
0: yeah
1: uh little simple things like that and and uh
0: but it it sounds so small but we we're, we're in a world in a space right now where it, it's really not you talk about engagement people talking about going viral all,
1: that not even just that but it it sounds so small but the reality and i think something that's really benefited me being a football player in the NFL when they're measuring 40 times there's a huge difference between a tenth of a second mhm there's a difference between a, a four or five yeah. and a four, or four.
0: And it goes back to just doing your job. If they say they're going to do something, you know, get it done. And then being versatile, I feel this is something that is extremely important as an athlete, as a creative and all the things you're doing now in uh, different charitable organizations, you're versatile, you're multifaceted nowadays, because there's so many resources and there's so much opportunity to make money and do it in a way that can last for a long time. You have to have a multifaceted team.
1: Yeah, I, I think of, uh, you know, the agent, you know, he offers the concierge service at VaynerSports. Uh, they do a great job with that. I just mentioned earlier, my accountant, he not only does my taxes and helps educate me on the different, you know, changes in tax law, mm-hmm. but he also helps introduce me to people that he feel like. I should know. Yeah. Uh. So they they go above and, and beyond, and uh. You know, they're multifaceted within their role. Yeah. I think it's important as your needs grow, to to reevaluate your team. Hey, do I need to do, add a new team member? Do I mm-hmm. need to eliminate a team member? Uh. You know, and it's 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 all love. It's just business.
0: And it, it's also one of those things that's interesting too, because people look at the name of who you're working with, but there's a reason that they are at that level because there is all the stuff on the back end that they're doing that people don't say about. It's like the hours you put in the gym or, you know, the time you spend studying a playbook that people don't see. They just see the end game product, stepping on the field, all those things, but there's a process without a doubt.
1: Yeah, no, there's definitely a process and, and, you know, what was that? Is that the Drake song? Which song? Shooting in the gym. What? I don't know. <laughs> you
0: wasn't I'm, with me shooting in the gym. Yeah,
1: no. People don't understand the work that goes behind accomplishing uh, certain tasks. Whether it is, you know, oh, I have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. or you know, I can signed this multi-million dollar contract. Uh, you know, there's years of effort and and strategy and sacrifice that goes into that. Yeah, And I think it's important to note the sacrifice. Uh, And and understanding, you know, whenever you have a goal that you set, it's important to evaluate what you feel it'll take and what you feel you're willing to give up Mm -hmm.
0: in order to do that. And if it doesn't add up, then it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen for sure. So, you know, uh, I want to get back even on, you know, where you're at right now, the Jets organization. Everyone, you know, coming from Kansas City now to New York, what's been one of the most difficult things? that you've had to overcome since being with this organization? Is it the time would you say right now?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd say this is, uh, you know, this is probably the most difficult time. I, I can't say it's the most difficult time, but it's definitely uh, a very novel time for me, mm-hmm. uh, a very novel time for me. And I, I've never been on IR before. Uh, so I didn't, i never had that experience. I've always been able to contribute to my team in some way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I still try to find ways to contribute to my team.
0: But how are you, how are you staying connected in, in, in this time?
1: Like, yeah, so yeah. last year I started a little outing with the outside linebackers. We okay. rotate. We have dinner every week. Uh, I started that. We still do that. Uh, every player, you know, they choose a restaurant. They take everyone out to eat. Mm-hmm. Nice team building, uh, camaraderie. Uh, I think it's just uh, – a matter of being visible in the building yeah. and those dinners mean a lot to me. Uh, I don't necessarily catch every one of them while I'm on IR and the guys understand that. Uh, but it's something that I, I'm happy to be a part of mm-hmm. and sort of leave that legacy, I guess. Uh, and and it, I think it's, it's made a difference in the relationships that we've had in our room. Uh, we're friends, like we're all, we're all competitors. We're competing against each other. But at the end of the day, you know, all we have is each other and the relationships when we walk away from the game. So I think okay. it's important to establish those things and and really invest in the people around you. And we're all, you know, we're all on the same team. So we're still have that common goal of winning games. And, and, uh, that's, this is, that's how it works, man.
0: Okay. So, all right. So we're going to take this, um, you know, we got to get, uh, a little bit more, let, let the audience know a little bit more about Josh Martin. So we're going to go, let's do a little rapid fire, We'll say this is like the two-minute drill. Nothing cool. too stressful, calm, cool, collected. I'm, I'm digging
1: the uh, reference.
0: Yeah, two-minute drill. So we'll talk about some situations. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll just we'll, we'll just vibe out, okay? Cool. Best dance moves on the New York Jets team? All the DBs dance really well. The DBs are the dancing. DBs,
1: the DBs are the dancers of the team. Uh, some of the big guys, the D linemen like to dance, but definitely the DBs. They're okay. you know, the largest personalities. Uh you've you've dealt with defensive backs and wide receiver. you know wide hey, receivers. There, so, there's you know. battles
0: that go on and I guess, you know, they can't catch the ball as good as the White House, so they gotta dance. Also. I won't I won't get into that. <laughs> I know we're on the other side <laughs> of the ball. What are some of your favorite spots in New York to go to? This is your city. Where 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 should your fans be checking out?
1: Uh a big fan of Tim Ho Wan, dim sum, Chinese spot, Mary's Fish Camp. uh big fan of Amy Ruth's, if okay. you need a little soul food. Yep, soul food, a little soul. Uh, Babalucci up in Harlem is, is solid. Uh, Boulevard Bistro is solid in Harlem. Where else have I been? The Nomad is a really nice mm-hmm. restaurant to go to. Uh, you know, you want a nice date night, make a little investment.
0: Okay, date night. <laughs> Who, so we got date night. Um, let's go. Who was your first Childhood girlfriend. I know that that this is uh, something that some of the audience would like. You
1: know what, man? I can't really say that I had a girlfriend growing up. I, I had friends. All business. Uh, <laughs> All you business. know, I, I I was mostly business, and uh, I can't say I I could have been better about my relationships, but I wasn't seeking relationships in that way. I guess.
0: Okay, so what's your favorite thing to do um, Monday night after a game day? Monday night. Oh.
1: Uh, in the past, you know, gotten Wingstop, stop uh my cheat meal,
0: <laughs> I can say, yeah, Sunday night after the game, Monday night, uh cheat meals or date night, so tell us something, tell us three things about Josh Martin that nobody knows, mm, that nobody knows, or that most very people few would know. Would know, okay,
1: so I'm the oldest of six, I have a younger brother who was drafted by the Seattle Seahawks uh that was two really quick ones and I play the tuba as well as the trombone and the, the tuba and sax. the
0: trombone. All right, so he's musically inclined and then um last thing we always end off uh end with is talking about your game plan. So what is what is your game plan?
1: Right now I'm going through a period of uh, I can't say a period of reestablishing my interest in in, in uh, revisiting some things that I've I've been passionate about in the past, uh, through my relationship with HSA, uh, Project Rousseau, another organization that I'm associated with, uh, exploring uh, creating content which I've done in the past, mm-hmm. uh, and and really just doing things that I enjoy. am uh, I'm, I'm I can say that there's this feeling of football dominating my life. Uh, and that's not a very good feeling to have, especially when you know that
0: football won't last forever. Well, and you, you're, you're so versatile, you can do so many different things. Yeah.
1: And I think it's important to recognize that everyone is versatile in mm-hmm. so many
0: different ways. And
1: I think it's important, uh, to diversify your life. And yeah. that's something that I've been doing, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of my, my game plan, I'm, I'm diversifying, uh, everything that I'm investing myself in Yeah, while still maintaining, uh a higher level of play in football it's helped me on the field and that's the that's been the best part so i used to think hey i can't do anything man i gotta go to sleep i got you know, even yeah. sleep is is not negotiable but i have to study the playbook i have to watch film but there's so much time in the day i can still do that at a high level
0: yeah. and invest myself in hey yeah. i can go to a nice restaurant that's that's a common misconception where people think you know if you're uh you're, that you're losing focus but if if things are in alignment and they make sense it's that total wellness and you're the most focused the most efficient, and then you can perform at a high level in numerous spaces so we talk about positioning ourselves in sports and you know branding ourselves as 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 an athlete and all the things that we're doing outside of sports and there's no denying that social media is the number one marketing tool and I think, especially in the football space, guys wear helmets. People aren't as known. There's always so many numbers on a team. So, what are you know? What are you doing to to position a team to help grow in the digital space and help building Josh Martin as a brand? Yeah.
1: So I think one thing unique to to football players is that you're not as visible under mm-hmm. the helmet. You know, yeah the NBA. Everyone sees who you are playing basketball. Uh, football is, it's not the same. And you have so many other people that you're competing with, uh, for attention in the space and, and teams, you know, they have their players that they promote, uh, more than others, which is just the
0: reality. Of and but in a strategy while you're playing, cause we talk about the power, how powerful and how the name of the NFL, the crest, the shield, whatever you want to say, and having a strategy for your branding and your career development during that time while you're playing is vital. It's, it's something where maybe you can build it out and you don't have to focus on it as much, but you have a team that really helps, uh, you know, put your message out there.
1: Yeah, the team is important, right? So if I'm focused on football, I'm focused on being the best player I can be mm-hmm. because without that, you know, none of this would be as possible. Yep. Uh, so you find a team that has an expertise in this space, digital media, social media, and you work with them to say, hey, this is what I can do. This is my time that I have to dedicate to this. Yeah. Uh, how can we magnify or, uh, you, you know, hey, this is my time. This is what I can commit to this. How can we maximize my efforts and turn
0: it into something valuable? Yeah. And and you have such a great fan base. And this is one thing that I, I feel that players don't always tap into I mean, you're with the New York Jets, right? And there's a lot of uh, a loyal following and strategically speaking to that audience and then also to your truths and your passions. It creates a great way to align and capitalize, but also connect with your local community um, in a way that, you know, I I think it's sometimes a little tough for people to do because of the, the difficulties and some of the stresses of football. But, you know... I'll say when I spent my last uh a little over two seasons in Chicago when I actually started adopting that as home it's it's amazing how much the community embraced me and I wasn't like a marquee guy by any means or anything like that but and it made it so much easier for me to just go throughout my day to day like that was home. Yeah, I think you know I didn't
1: mention I'm not sure we mentioned on the uh episode I went to Columbia
0: Oh, so So you've been New York through and through. I've been New York through
1: and through. So for me to come back with the Jets was, you know, I I love New York. I came here for a reason. I'm all about New York. Uh, I'm interested in making New York home. Uh, New York is home to me. I've spent more time in New York the past 10 years Mm -hmm. than I have
0: anywhere else. And you, you have your team here. You're with your team here, the New York Jets. You're with your management, your agency. Um, you know, there's, there's so many positive things and, and seeing you implement that strategy and watching the growth and where things are going to go is, is definitely something else that's going to be exciting. And, you know, I think that's something that, uh, you sharing your experience and how you've done that is definitely going to help a lot of other players, but it's now it's out there in brands and, um, you know, people are going to know the direction you want to go and the sky is definitely the limit. Cool. Appreciate you having me. Yeah. Thank you very much, man. You know, we definitely want to close off and ask, you know, who are the type of people and brands you want to be connected to, and how can they connect with you?
1: Yeah, so I've recently really been interested in the food and travel space, uh, anyone in that space, uh, really anyone that supports and promotes people living their best lives, uh, being true to themselves. Uh yeah, and they and they can reach out uh, at VaynerSports marketing at VaynerSports.com. dot mm-hmm. Look forward to hearing from. Them.
0: And then what what about social? Obviously, everyone's doing it for the gram. Yeah, you got to yeah. do it for the All gram.
1: That. You can you can find me on Twitter, and Instagram at Josh Martin ninety five, and then also my YouTube channel. Josh Martin 95.
0: All right. And then you got a personal website or anything like that? Yeah, JoshMartin95.com. Hey, got to keep it simple. Easily done. Easily done. Well, you know where to find him. You know how to connect. Josh, thank you again so much for joining us on the Game Plan Podcast and looking forward to seeing all the positive things coming up. Cool. Thanks for having me, Dylan. Yeah, thank you. Looking forward to you tuning in next week for another episode of the Game Plan Podcast. What's your game plan? I am a champion. Yes. I win it, I win it all. The game plan with Dale Moss is produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2018, the Dale Moss brand, all rights reserved. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.